Welcome to another episode of Feeling the Flame, where we're here to help you build strong and healthy marriage. Well, we're ending a series called Seven Habits of a Successful Marriage. We talked about being proactive, right? You got to be doing things to build our marriage, right? We gotta be able to, you know, show our love, show that we care. Uh, you know, have date nights, right? Buy, fill each other's love tanks. You see, marriage takes effort, energy, time, money, resources, all to build, right? And both spouses gotta be proactive, right? do their part in building the marriage, right? Then we talked about think with the end in mind. What is the goal of marriage? The goal of every marriage should be unity, not happiness, not, you know, not what I want, but to seek unity to becoming one. Then we talked about, right, think win-win. Right, marriage is not about winning or losing or or competition or my way or the highway, but marriage is all about working together. Right, we we talked about you know creating a situation of win-win, right, and that many times takes compromise, compromise, right. Both giving in a little bit and find that middle ground so that, right, both sides can be happy. It doesn't always have to be a winner or a loser, but think win-win. Okay, that we talked about seek to understand, then to be understood. See, anytime you know we 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 argue or fight, we just want to win, we want to be right, but we don't seek understanding. How to understand each other, our culture, our background, our experiences, our values, our beliefs. We got to learn all of that about our spouse. That's like marriage is a lifelong journey to learn. Not everything, but a lot about your spouse. That's why we gotta seek to understand our spouse first, right? Then to be understood, right? Then we talked about synergize, working together, right? The, the husband is the captain of the ship, but the wife is in the crow's nest, seeing everything, the direction. The ship is going, what's up ahead, right? And she warns the husband, what's up ahead, right? She was the one that helps navigate the ship. If they work together, right, like they should, then guess what? It's going to be smooth sailing most of the time in your marriage, right? And then last week, we talked about shepherding the saw, spending time for you. 
your a hobby or get some rest, right? Spending time with friends. But put a boundary around it, right? Don't make it a habit, right? To to spend time to sharpen yourself, right? So here's the bonus lesson. I promise you at the end, it's going to be a bonus lesson. And that is, right, find your voice. I can't stress enough, probably the, one of the biggest pieces of marriage is communication. Right? Part of communication is seek to understand your spouse. But how can you do that when you're not giving your spouse a voice in the marriage, right? Many times we, we want marriage is about me, my wants, what I desire, what I believe, what I value, right? And we don't even care about our spouse. We don't care what our spouse thinks. We don't care what our spouse wants. We don't care. We just care about me, myself, and I. And my spouse is just a tool to, to get what I want. You see, that's why the best we can do, one of the best we can do in our marriage is create an atmosphere of open communication on both sides. Can your spouse freely communicate anything and everything to you? Or does your spouse hide in fear that you're going to retaliate, yell, right? Get, seek revenge. When our marriage is like that, you letting your spouse walk on eggshells? Walking in fear of you? Right? That's not a very good marriage. A healthy, strong marriage has open and honest communication on both sides. One spouse is talking, one spouse is to listen. Right? Not just for the sake of listening, but for the sake of understanding what your spouse is saying. Why your spouse is saying that. And that's why respect is so key. Respect is so key in a marriage. You gotta respect each other. Right? You know, I think three things that kind of hinders our communication. Right? One is, you know, we don't want to be corrected. The refusal to be corrected. Right? Because we think we don't need to change. We think our spouse needs to change, but we don't think I need to change which tells your spouse you're perfect. 
If you're always right, you always win, right? You're, gonna, you're telling yourself, I don't need to change because I'm always right. I always win. But it's t it takes humility that says, right, I, to take the correction, to admit you're wrong. And so I teach a lot of couples, a lot of people this. Either you eat humble pie in private, you eat that piece of Humility in private, you're gonna, or you're going to eat humble pie in public. When the whole world sees who you really are, full of yourself, full of pride, stubbornness, selfishness, you may not be able to see it because that's what pride does. Pride blinds us to who we are. We have to take correction, right? Another thing that hinders us from communication is the refusal to listen to truth, right? I'm a teacher, you know, growing up, you know, and seeing these kids, you know, when you try to tell them the truth, it's, it's like, we you know, I remember this one kid that try, you try to tell him the truth. He covers both ears and he just goes, la, 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 la. He doesn't want to hear it. And that's how we behave. When truth is spoken, we don't like the truth because truth rains on our parade. It crashes our party. But when we don't follow the truth and follow lies and deceptions, right, we're setting ourselves up for failure. You're setting ourselves up for a downfall. That's why in the beginning, the truth may divide us. But in the end, it's going to unite us. The lie in the beginning will unite us, but in the end, it's going to divide us. That's what we're seeing now in this country. We'll be seeing so much lies and deception. At first, it was uniting us, but now it's beginning to divide us. See, time to get back to the truth. Time to get back to reality. Time to get back to the Word of God in our marriage. Another thing that hinders our communication, right, is the unwillingness just to listen. You know, I've, I've talked to people you know, with couples and <laughs> and one or two spouses, they refuse to listen. All they can do is make excuses. Why they don't want to change? Why they don't need to change? Why they don't need to do what I'm telling them to do? 
We're masters at excuses. That's why we point blame. Point blame, again, makes us think we don't need to change because it's not my fault. We played the blame game. Right? Listening is an art. Not just using our ears, but it's using our mind, our eyes, right? Our heart. Go back a year and find my podcast called The Art of Listening. Improve your listening skills because we should be listening as twice as much as you should talk. Slow to speak, slow to anger. That's why it's so important, you know, in our marriage. You gotta give open communication. Open, honest, clear communication on both sides. Shouldn't be no arguing, no retaliation, no blaming. But just take the time, right? That's why I always encourage, have that what we call a barometer meeting. Two to four times a year, you sit down and say, how's the marriage? How's life? What can I do to improve the marriage? And just listen, listen to one another. Let that, that time be a time where your spouse can find their voice. We've got to make our marriage, we've got to make our home a safe place to communicate. There's going to be bumps along the road. We're going to make mistakes. Have the humility, the grace, and the mercy, right? To just keep knocking at it, keep knocking at it until you, you find out the right way to communicate to one another. Let your spouse find their voice in your marriage. <sighs>